Welcome to American Hammers TV. After the best West Ham weekend I can remember in a very long time. Uh, not only did our gentlemen defeat Chelsea, as we know, but our ladies were down 2-1 to Manchester United today, and they came back in 1-3-2. So we're very proud of them. It was a great win for them. I think they had lost several on the trot, and uh, they, they came back. They had a nice victory in the league. And so Allie, I'm sure, will talk about that on her show uh, this coming week. Uh, the Wheel of the Girls and Clarendon Blue Show. Anyway, uh, tonight we've got Ray all the way from England in the middle of the night. Uh, we've got Sally in California where it's, I'm sure, sunny and, and like there's girls in bikinis and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, surprisingly, it's uh, California, it's California chilly. So it's like negative, not negative, it's it's below 60 degrees right now, surprisingly. Oh, so. you must be The California is, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy out here. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Uh, we got Charlie Boy from uh, originally from Brooklyn, uh, hanging out in Cleveland at the moment, and Liam uh, just popped on with us. Perfect timing. Just started the show. Thank you, thank you. Liam out and also out in California, and right. um, I am in, of course, uh, thirty miles north of Boston, and it is snowing outside, pretty hard. Uh, work is canceled tomorrow. Well, not canceled. Everything gets canceled. We have to work at home now, right? That's the that's the beauty of uh, having laptops and the internet and everything else. You don't just get to stay home anymore. Anyway, work is going to be at home tomorrow. Kids are not in school. It's snowing pretty heavily outside, so hopefully I won't lose power. If I just go away, I'm sure everybody else can take over. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're happy everybody's here. We're happy to be here when we finally have something good to talk about. We finally have yes. a match one. And maybe there's some momentum shifting, and maybe it's going to get better. And I sort of hate the fact that we have to play it again in like three days because I want to savor this victory for a while, but we have Wolves on Wednesday. Uh, and we don't have another weekend game for like uh, two weeks, right? Because we have Wolves on Wednesday, Arsenal on Monday, on Monday, yeah. Monday, and that's garbage because that means like no going to my friend Ken's house. He put out the biggest breakfast spread I've ever seen uh, for Tim and me on Saturday. It was gigantic, enormous full English breakfast, just like – Tremendous, I have to say. I don't know if he's watching right or now, but or right now or not. But thank you to Ken if you are. Uh, all right, very quickly, let's talk about shopping. Ahtv.threadless.com. Uh, uh, we've got every conceivable um, uh, design out there for every conceivable product. I mean, from clothes to I don't know, bath mats to shower curtains, whatever you want. Get an Ahtv logo or some sort on it. Your supporters group logo, anything, anything. It doesn't really matter. Anything you want. Uh, and also, please check our website, AmericanHammersTV.us, for our scarves, our proper claret and blue scarves. No more Houston Oiler red scarves. Uh, we've got claret and blue scarves with the proper colors that you can now uh, that you can now buy. And uh, yes, Alex, who is our fantastic logo designer, says Boston Hammers just added. He's done one as well for us for the Merrimack Valley for Tim and Ken and me. There's only three of us at the moment, but but we appreciate it. And uh, we're going to Iron soon. Um, so, yeah, please check out uh, the uh, com and check out our scarves. It's good to see my buddy Gabe tonight. He wasn't here uh, last time we were on, so always glad to see my, my good friend down in Austin. Um, guys, I mean, what can I tell you? I uh, spent a, probably like half an hour last week complaining about how we never get to talk about anything good. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, so we go in and uh, we have one of the great stories, I think, in, in the history of West Ham, a great piece of West Ham lore with David Martin stepping in at 33 years old in his first Premier League match. The guy they publicly said was not signed to play in real games. He was only the training ground keeper. 
He wasn't supposed to ever appear for West Ham. He was just there to kind of help out because he was Alvin Martin. So all he does is step in, keep a clean sheet at Stamford Bridge, get a victory there for the first time in 17 years. My friends, Gabe was not alive last time we beat Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, yeah, and we all we all agree with this. We all agree with this. So, um, well, I tell you what, let's let's have some fun. Let's let's toss it around and talk about uh, maybe like three things we loved about Saturday. Anything, anything. David Martin, Aaron Cresswell, um, Snodgrass, any any performer, Mark Noble, everybody, everybody's face. Uh, anything? Three things about Saturday. Uh, we'll go around the circle. What do you think, Greg? Can you start us? Uh, it, for me, and I've already spoken about it on the channel earlier, is uh, the David Martin story. I um, I, abs- I went back and actually watched his first interview uh, when he first joined the back, uh, to the club, and he was talking about how Julian Dix was tying him up against the lamppost during the six weeks holidays. How he was getting in trouble in the uh, gym, um, just being a mischief, and then it's like. He went work and done his uh, goalkeeping training at other clubs and Millwall. Should we say that? And uh, yeah, and then he comes and joins his boyhood club at thirty-three years old. You know, again, as you say, it was it was literally gonna be. He he was there probably because his dad sort of led, asked if he'd do him a favour, like. Yeah. Give him a grand a week or something like that, which is pretty much fun. He, he might make less money. money. He might actually make less money than I do, although that's probably not the case. But maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't know. Maybe so. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully his bonuses is a, a brilliant because uh, it deserves it should be. <laughs> yeah. So and then just the whole point of like the triple save that he did during the game. You know, he, he was like confident and i was reading before that like for two days prior weren't really eating that much because he's so nervous he didn't want to make a show of himself um because he's worried you know his dad's a legend he doesn't want to he doesn't want to tarnish it um he comes a great performance not perfect but a great performance what you expect from a third t- probably better than what you expect from a third tier keeper to Absolutely. be fair oh yeah, yeah. um you know, competent. He was competent. That's all he needed to be. He was competent. Yeah, exactly. Conf- the defence were really behind him to make sure he didn't get exposed too much. Um, and then just when he collapsed at the end and all the players just went around, oh, I got, I got goosebumps. I literally got goosebumps. And the West Ham fans singing his name. Oh, it was just, you know. It's, it's one of the great moments. It's honestly one of the great moments, and not to use too much hyperbole, but it's one of the great moments of the history of the club to me. It really it's is. It's a Royal the Rovers kind of stuff. Isn't yeah, it? it is. It is. It's it's fan. It's fantasy stuff. It's a movie. It's 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 a it's absolutely the end of a sports movie. Uh, Liam, what do you have for us? No, I got to say the same, man. Like Martin, absolutely. You know, the, I mean, the best way to cut his teeth, best way to blood the kid in the squad, like that was probably one of the best showings we've had at like a at like a. Uh, a, a premiere like a debut if you will um i was i was floored i mean i was standing there with with tex right and some of the other fresno irons so we're in uh we're in like the the chelsea uh bar and so there's only a handful of us hammers there no seriously seriously so and one of the guys one of the guys at fresno irons his his girl is a chelsea fan so she's standing on one side of the pub we're standing on the other and like 
I'll be honest, my asshole was clenched like the entire time. Oh yeah. Oh because, yeah. I was nervous. We were, well, it was nervous. Yeah. Well, cause you think about what last week I was saying, like, I think Sally and I were the only ones that were like, I, I have a good feeling. Like if we're going to squeeze yeah, one out, this would be the one. That's and true. and I'm sitting there and I'm like, there's, there's no, it, like, there's no way I'm not going to be rooting my ass off the whole time. And then as we get to like the 30 minute mark, right? Like the 60 minute mark. And we're just like, I I think we got this in the bag. And it wasn't just because, like, the defense was solid as fuck. Like, I was impressed. Ogbana and Balbuena literally, like, their faces were magnets for the ball. Like, they were just bouncing the ball back out. Anytime there was a scrum in the 18-yard box, I, I had faith that we were going to do it. That triple save that Martin had was next level. Like, right. that. I mean, yeah, it, it would have been an offside call even if they had put it that in the back of the net. Right. That it didn't. Exactly. It didn't matter because he held it down. He held his own. Um, Noble, Rice, Snodgrass, even Anderson came to fight, man. Like he was battling for balls in the middle of the park. Antonio unlocked beast mode like 30 <laughs> seconds into the match. Just absolutely. Like I, I legitimately thought he was just going to choke slam people. Like it was, <laughs> he, he was just un, untouchable. And like even right before he got subbed off, right? Like we called it. We were like, oh, he's got to sub him off. Their legs are tired. He's got to bring in Alaire. And Alaire doesn't even have to score a goal. He just has to hold the ball up. Right. And like Antonio, you could tell he's completely gassed, but he still was battling and like, like uh, trying to drag the ball off to the corner. I was, I was seriously floored. I thought it was a not definitely not our best performance from a tactical standpoint, but from a heart standpoint, uh, this, this had my number one. So I, I would say, you know, David Martin, fucking King David for sure. Like he was. Wait, we got a weird, uh, we got a weird echo thing. Um, I don't know what that's all about. Um, anyway, Sally, give us what you got. Uh, yeah, no. So uh, I, I will have to say, uh, Liam, I, I think that was Charlie Boy. You and Charlie Boy are very optimistic oh, for the game. Go. I was, I was kind of on the fence, but uh, Charlie's. Uh, <laughs> Love for the for the W will never fade. Um, it's that New York love, yeah. right? Um, but no, so yeah, uh, uh, I'll say three things. One, obviously, uh, uh, it was a huge day, not just for West Ham, but uh, it was it was it was pure West Ham way, right? So it's like, hey, David Martin, by the way, you're starting your first ever match in the Premier League. By the way, you're you're playing in the stadium we haven't won it since 2002. And by the way, we've scored, we've given up nine goals in our last three games. So you know. You can't do much worse. Have a go. Um, and then, you know, he just comes out and he's, he's just man of the match, you know. So there's there's it was an absolute great story. And, and the best part about it, honestly, was, you know, his reaction at the end. And even the commentators were talking about it, you know, just just a pure emotion just coming out. You know, the second that final whistle hit collapses, all, all emotion. You know, that's that's what that's what the fans, all those singing fans, you could hear. Not only just on TV, but you can hear him singing from England all the way out here in California. You know, uh, we just that's that's what we want to see. You know, put in a good shift for the badge, and you win, you win, you lose, you lose. But you play like that every week, and it's going to be a tough team to beat. Um, I genuinely think this is probably our second best performance outside of the Norwich game. Um, I, uh, and then I, uh, it was a good day too. Not only we won, but it was also Gaz's birthday, and it was also my parents' anniversary. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it was, uh, it was pretty nice all around, but, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where it, I was at, after the game, I was laughing. I was like, it, it just took one player, honestly, just, just switch one player, 
and everybody else decided to, yeah, that's true. you know, put an effort in. So hopefully we keep this momentum going forward. Um, but it was, it was nice to see. Well, two, two, two players, but we'll get to that in just a minute. We'll get to that in just a minute. Um, Charlie, what is, tell us what you thought. Oh man, listen, King David went to Stanford Bridge to collect taxes from the peasants, and I loved every second of it. Listen, listen, the triple save, he could have got kicked in the face. Did he hesitate? No, he dove out there like a lion and he grabbed it because he's not he's not a sissy boy, no hesitation. Then on the corner kick, oh, here it comes, here, here it comes, high in the air. Does he sit there? Oh, what do I do? Do I go halfway? No, he jumps up. Like LeBron James snatches it out of the air and makes the Chelsea boys sick. And I love it. And listen, everybody's giving Felipe shtick, but I think maybe they don't they don't watch the game because I'm gonna tell you, he played a hell of a game offensively. Maybe they don't know what running on a pass is, but he played in the middle and was the mm -hmm. setup man. Okay, that header that Antonio got, he set that up and shot that. Uh, I think it was to Snotty, and then Snotty shot it over. And boom, he didn't get the header. Kepa blocked it, but he set it up. Also, the goal we did score, who's the one? Bam, he shot it over to uh, Fort Niles. Now, when he shot that over there, Cressy was on the run. They call that on the run. He knew to go. This was a design fucking thing. This wasn't out there. Listen, if he don't make those passes from the middle, none of this happens. And he was getting back. His pace, when he, he played hella defense, right, he would get back. And this would maybe he don't people say, oh, he didn't get a tackle, he didn't slide, but his pace getting back helped the guys get their shape. And I love that we played uh, you know, our back line stay back a little bit, park the bus a little bit on them. I think that's what we should have do. Hey, listen, what could you not love about that game? My oh, man, <laughs> listen, Cressy coming in, bending it back. Bam! Oh my god, that was beautiful. Listen, yeah. he couldn't pass. He could everybody's oh, I should have no listen. Sometimes you just gotta let it go. If I was at the left back or left wing, whatever wing back, that's me. I'm not passing. If I get in that box, I'm letting it rip, boys. I don't get yeah, down there right. all the time. And I think that was a design play. Like I said, Felipe shot it over. As soon as he passed, here comes Cressy flying like a like a Ferrari. And what about my guy Rice when there was when there was opportunities? I didn't know he was that fast. Yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah. He hit, hey, he hit another gear on these guys, right? And He's then also outplay his buddy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then Felipe showed a little. I don't know what they was mad about. I wrote down because he did make a bad pass in like the 54th minute. It was a terrible. He had an open field. He went to shoot it to Snotty. It was kind of a lazy pass. Got intercepted. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I think he got took off. It was either it was either for that or it was because we was trying to rest him. But he didn't want to go off, and that's that's fight, and I love it. And we had sixteen yeah. we had sixteen fouls, so we was fighting. So you gotta love it, right? There was there was a moment when Anderson had a little bit of a clash with Pellegrini after he came off, and I think I think the infamous British press made more of it than there really was. But he did seem unhappy about coming off, which I think is probably usually good, right? That's what you want to see. You want to see players want to stay on. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about that I haven't seen anybody mention uh, that I thought we could bring up because I, I feel as though nobody's really covered it. So Issa Diop was suspended, obviously didn't play. And that's the best our defense has looked in as long as I can remember. Uh, now, a lot of that's the keeper, obviously, having confidence in the keeper, which grew as the game went on. 
But uh, what do you guys think? Do we have a new defensive pairing with with uh, Balbuena and Agbana? Because I thought that was the best we'd looked in central defense for a long, long time. Is it time for Issa to take a few matches off? And uh, do you think Pellegrini will actually keep Balbuena and Agbana together? We, let's let's reverse it this time, Trello. Let's start with you. What's your take on Issa and, and, and the center backs? I think the, the, the main – a lot of the, – the big thing with this is they played closer to the goal. They didn't play up so high. And, and my theory is, yeah, listen, if you, if you play a high line, you better be quick because yep. if not, well, you're going to get burnt. And, you know, we've been burnt. So I don't think he's going to run uh, about when I think Diop's, when he's eligible, he's going to be out there with uh, Ogbonna. and But they both look good. They yeah. both I, – I thought, the, you know, I thought literally there was the best showing, but I think that has more to do with the positioning and Martin being back there telling them where to go, you know, the whole thing just meshed. It was beautiful. I think if Diop would have been in there, I think it would have been the same. Maybe not the same, but I think he would have played just as good as Balbuena, maybe even maybe even better, even though he has been kind of iffy this year. Yeah, no, I, I, I hope so because I've always liked him, and we need, you know, we need as many uh, high-quality center backs as we can get, obviously. I also thought – sorry, Tim, but I also thought Fredericks had a great match, and we were talking about this. Tim, Tim and I were at Ken's house on Saturday watching the game. Uh, Fredericks had one of his best games of the season. When he's on, he's really on. When he's off, he's really off. But anyway, uh, Sully, what, what's your take on our on our our defensive situation, our center back pairing? Um, I think maybe going into Wolves, you could keep it. I don't see why not, uh, especially just a few days removed from this match. Um, I will say a lot of it probably has to go with the tactics, as Charlie was talking about too. But I'm a little hesitant on Balbuena just because a couple of our worst losses, both in the season and in the cup, Balbuena has been out there as well. Sure. Um, now, that being said, Roberto was also in goal for both of those matches and specifically the Oxford one and, and you know, some of the w- ones from this past week. But um, I don't know. I think Diop will get his spot back. I don't think he has anything to worry about. There has been times, uh, as Charlie mentioned, that he has been a little suspect. But at the same time, um, I think if, if they have another clean sheet on Wednesday, then there's no need to change. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would personally keep it. I would keep it the way it is, just for momentum purposes. Uh, what do you think, Liam? Well, yeah, I mean, I think the uh, you you keep a winning team on, right? Because they've got that chemistry, they've got that fight, and to some degree, it's rewarding, right? To say like, hey, you guys, job done. You know, uh, play on. So I could see, I could see them running out mostly the same team for for Wolves on Wednesday, um, especially because the substitutions this time I think were far more impactful than what we've previously seen with Pellegrini. So I think he was way more strategic with who he was pulling off. Um, while he called it perfectly, probably resting Anderson for Wolves, especially yeah. if he plans on playing him in the center of the park, then, you know, obviously you've got that, you know, he's not going to be burned out. My concern might be Antonio since he, uh, he didn't pull him out. I think it was like 70th minute. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a, a pretty good stretch for, for him. So if anything, maybe he still starts Antonio, but brings Hilaire on a little bit sooner. Uh, but I gotta, I gotta agree. I think the the tactics were right this time around. Uh, I don't. I think we did park the bus a little bit, but not to the point that we were vulnerable in the back. I right. think that we still kept a shit ton of pressure uh, on on uh, um, on on uh, on Chelsea, and I think that it helped us that Captain America went f- completely missing in this <laughs> match. Well, I swear, to, I mean, that's true. He, yeah, he, yeah. He, really, didn't hear his name. No, Captain for sure. Two guys, two guys I didn't hear talked about at all. Pulisic and uh, Olivier Giroud. Yeah. 
Rick comes yeah. off, and I said, I said to Ken, I said, when was he on the pitch? I didn't even know he was out there. I know yeah. I've never heard his name called once. We, I but think I, we, I, I, yeah, I agree. They, if they had started William, I think we'd have had a real problem. And I, Abram, yeah, that that guy did whatever he wanted out on the right wing, and basically we just let him. You know, we just let him put crosses in, and then and then sort of try to clear them. But uh, <clears throat> I thought, but they really got some some things around on their team sheets. So Ray, what what's you think? What's what's your take on our defensive situation? Uh, you got to keep the team as it is. No changes whatsoever. You, you've got if you do any changes, it's got to be for the right reasons, and it's got to be because someone's injured or someone's knackered and they can't play. If you change the team after that performance, you yeah. are going to have dissent in the team. People are going to resent the manager, and that's where you know he's going to have his downfall. Yeah, Diop is a great player. He's only suspended for that one game. He's back in the squad, right. but you know. He's going to have to play as a sub until, you know, he will get another chance because the December games come thick and fast. You've got the FA Cup starting in the new year. You've got all these things coming up. and there's, He's going to get another chance. But at this moment, you cannot change one single dime in that team for that starting lineup. Because if you change anyone, you know, it's actually going to hurt the team. The only time you will change anyone is put Fabianzi back in goal when he's ready and fit. And I, I love Dave's performance, and it was amazing. But there's such a big gap in quality, you know, uh, that he will have to go back in the team, you know. And but give him a reward. Say, you know, you've done fantastic for us, minds. Have the FA Cups, you know, give you something to work about. Oh sure, and and the, you know the thing that worries me. I love the David Martin story so much, so much. Um, I just hope he can repeat it again on Wednesday. He's got to turn around and do it again in three days. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to do, right? You know, it was a big emotional game against Chelsea, big fantastic performance. Can he be a Premier League goalkeeper again this week and then again against Arsenal? I hope so. I, I don't know. We'll see. All he's got to do is put in some good performances for the next month. Until, right. You know, I think it's on the first, um, Fab is back in the squad and, get rare and he might miss one game and then he's back in the team and then martins is just a cult hero he will oh, be yeah. ever for known as that we need him like three four more games however many it is from now until until january it's yeah. kind of in a short span of time but that's that and then he can go off and sort of ride off into the sunset hopefully yeah he can go relax and go on a beach somewhere <laughs> yeah chill just, and he yeah. deserves it one million percent deserve it Oh, oh yeah, no one, no one could take Saturday away from him. You know, he could go out and you know have a Roberto-like performance, but Saturday is always going to be his day, and we'll never forget it. Nobody will yeah. forget it. And I, I think, I mean, he's fundamentally sound, which Roberto isn't. Uh, he may not be spectacular, but he's fundamentally sound. He doesn't make stupid mistakes. So you know, and now he's got the fans behind him. Where oh, yeah. lost everyone lost their shit with Roberto. Now the fans are right behind him. So even no matter what kind of save, they're all going to be seeing David Martin. He can make a couple of shit saves, nervous saves, sorry. Um, yeah. But as soon as the fans start singing his name, it'd be, it'd be buzzing for it again. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I just, I love it so much. Uh, <laughs> I, when he started crying at the end, there's so much cynicism in modern football. There's so many players who move for the money, who don't care about playing for the badge. They don't care about the club. Here's a guy who was obviously raised in East London with a dad who played for West Ham. He was a West Ham legend. Grew up around the club. You know, <laughs> all he ever wanted to do was play for West Ham. 
He's 33 years old. They sign him and they basically publicly say, you're not good enough to play for us. We just signed you because you're Martin's son and to help out on the training pitch a little bit. And finally through, I mean, just a bizarre set of circumstances, he gets his chance and he comes through and it's genuinely, it's the, it's the end of a great sports movie. It really is. I just, I can't say enough about it. Yeah. Um, what else, the other thing as well is what I love about that is not only did all the team come around him afterwards, last person there showed true leadership skills was Rice. Yeah. Sam, this is your moment. This is it. Absolutely. You know, keep your head up. You know, and he was the last one to talk to him and hug him. And he, because he, he knows how he feels to have a good game for West Ham. Yeah, he's, he's at it. He, you know, if you look on his uh, Twitter page, you can see that Rice has gone to the the pub to cheer up with the West Ham fan. <laughs> he no, Rice is the real thing. He's legit, and that's that. The hope I have of him staying at West Ham is based on the fact that he genuinely seems to love the club in a way most players don't. You know, he has a, a see the Twitter afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So first day of his life. Yeah, he has a Mark Noble quality about yeah. him. You know, the problem is he's better than Mark. Noble. <laughs> he's going to be worth more money than Mark Noble. So I don't know if Hookie will be able to keep him or not, but he has the feel of a guy who could be a West Ham lifer if we you know, are able to be competitive enough and if he's willing to stay with us and turn down what's bound to be some gigantic offers from other clubs in the next you know, next couple of windows. That's going to be uh, hard. Well, and, think about, and think about how pumped he was, especially over the club that cut him loose, right? So you think about the excitement level, the passion, the dedication from him. Yeah. And some of it's got to be like that inherent, like, hey, you know, like, yeah, yeah. send your package. So I, I, I oh, actually, oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I super, I super dug that. I thought that was. And he gave their kits to the uh to the kids. I like that. Yeah, Cresty yeah. and Rice. That was they were top yeah. boys. I like that. That was yeah. that was a good good thing. The dad posted his daughter wearing Cress's kit, and she just looks like over the moon <laughs> excited. That was yeah. cool. That was very. I cool. mean, I, you know, as a, as a dad, you know, I watch my kid play soccer, uh, and uh, he's probably not going to play the Premier League. <laughs> 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 he's, he's he loves to play, but right now he's on. Level five of five of uh, Chelmsford Youth Soccer, travel soccer. So he's got a ways to go. But, I mean, I can't imagine how great it must have been for Alvin Martin to watch his son, you know, do it for the old club like that and in his first Premier League. I just can't get over it. Um, but I, I, I want it without it making everybody wait too much longer. Um, we're a little, almost halfway through. Uh, I think we should talk about Pellegrini, right? Because last week we all came on here and we had a discussion about whether – you know, I mean, I've I've been Pellegrini out kind of for weeks now, and I actually kind of still feel that way because I this one match, as great as it was, I still I still look back at the decisions he's made over the last really like season and a half and question a lot of what he's done. But I'm starting to ask myself now. We had this discussion last week, if you remember. Do we let him? Do we let him manage until Fabianski comes back? Well, here we get Martin in as keeper. We get Roberto out. And we went for the first time since Fabianski went down, and it's starting to look not like a coincidence that, you know, the keeper was at the heart of all of our problems. And so I think the question is now, what do you do with Pellegrini? I mean, what do you do? I, I, I you know, everybody, like, think of probably like two-thirds of West Ham fans or three-quarters you see pulled on Twitter say Pellegrini out when the, when the you know, the uh, uh, when the polls come up. Um, so we've beaten Chelsea. We've seem to have, you know, solved a lot of problems. The players played with passion and pride for the first time in a long time. What do you do? Um, Steli, why don't you start us this time? Where are you on Pellegrini? 
Oh, I think you gotta let him uh, try to correct his mistakes. You know, I think uh, uh, if anything, you know, any of us at work, if we mess up, you know, you should have that chance to, to fix it. And I think not only if it was just the one switch with keeper, um, you know, then you could say, okay, well, maybe you know, you can still Pellegrini out and everything. But it wasn't just that. You know, he had four changes from last week, and the whole team played miles above what they have in the past month. You know, so maybe just one of those things where he he finally felt that seat getting hot underneath him. You know, whether somebody on the squad or in the boardroom or somebody's like, hey, like you need to open your eyes and fix this product on the field because you're only going to have so many more chances before like people start running onto the field again. You know, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, you had to come to Jesus with it, right? They brought right. him. And they said, hey, you gotta you've got to get some results. And then we started hearing the rumors about, you know, Benitez and Howe and Deitch and, you know, all these other, you know, they were right. And he was, did you see him on Saturday on the touch? Yeah, wasn't even touching his tie at all. Right, he never touched his tie. He was the whole time. He was like, he was into it. He was passionate. So I, mean, I don't think I ever saw him sitting down, to be honest. And that was going to be my next point is he was, he was as engaged as you would want a Premier League manager to be, you know, somebody, regardless if you're fighting for your job or not, yeah. you know, I want to see you have just as much as uh, emotion as, as the fans sitting behind you, you know, or the players in the field, because they feed off of you just as much as they feed off the uh, keeper or the captain or whoever, you know? So, I mean, hopefully he learned something, you know, I guess maybe you can teach a dog new tricks, but we'll, we'll see. So you how prove it. do you give him? Do you give him, I mean, would you want him out today or? Well, uh, I, I still think you gotta you gotta let him go until Fabianski comes back because like I said last week, you know, we were playing just fine when Fabianski was there. We only dropped points in one game. Or I'm sorry, we didn't collect points in all but one in one game. Yeah, you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> so you know, it, it is unfortunate, you know, that he goes out and we don't have Adrian and we just have happen to have a keeper that played what you would expect a free keeper to play like. He brought in though. Remember, he, I mean, no, he, yeah, yeah, he did. He did. That's, yeah, you're, you're, you're right on that. Because well, um, it's all part of it, right? You know, right. Yeah. I mean, he brought him in, but he also brought Fabianski in too. So, that's true. Um, uh, so, I mean, I guess you just gotta, we just gotta let him see what happens when the boys are back, I guess. What do you got, Charlie? Well, I, guess I would give him to the end of the year. And let's let's let it, as mad as I've been at him, even when I was mad, I said, "Listen." You said that all along, yeah, you said that all along. I said, "Give him the end of the year, even though how mad I am." When I was like, "Get him out of here," I said, "You want to let him to the end of the year?" I'm okay with that. But to think that we just fixed everything because we won one nil, listen, you people got to take this. They might hate me for this, but listen, they didn't start their top boy at Ford. Tammy Abrams, uh, second guy, uh, goal scorer. He's only three behind. Uh, uh, Vardy, right? And he's played 300 less minutes. They didn't start Willian. They didn't start Conte. Them boys didn't come on. Willian and Conte didn't come on to like the 70th minute. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And we, we fought like dogs to win that to win that game. So I'm not going to be like, oh, everything's – this is the same guy that had Roberto – at one time he had Roberto rated higher than Fabianski. So how in the hell did you see – what was you seeing at practice – that you was like, yeah, this Roberto guy, this guy's fire right here. Where do we get him to? In the, what was he watching? You understand? So if he keeps switching it up, because my biggest thing was switch it up. Show me some. Show me some passion. He showed passion. He switched it up. So you got to give a man. He earned his, his – let him. I, and 
to be honest, who are we going to bring in right now? Everybody, oh, we, we need a winger. Okay, you bring in Rafa, you bring in Joe Schmo. We're going to have to pay off their people, right? There ain't no bringing in nobody because they're not right. calling up Holland. I don't know. I'm about to be pissed about that. I'm going to fight somebody over this. This kid is balling. He needs to be out there on the wing. That would help Felipe in the middle. So, But that's a whole other thing. But I give him to the end of the year. Now, I'm happy we beat Chelsea. But do we beat the best Chelsea? Their top guy was not – they didn't even run him out there. for. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. one thing. Oh, the back line. Gerard's slow. You understand? He's like a horse with no legs out there. He's terrible. I mean, he's old now, but uh, let's just be honest. Let's call a spade a spade. If Willian starts with uh, Tammy Boy up there, this might be a whole different ball game, and everybody's all, you know, pissed off. And, and But I'm not going to flip-flop. Like I said, I get him to the end of the year, and I'm watching him like an eagle with my eagle eyes. He didn't <laughs> I was waiting for him, and he stroked that tie. I'm going to be pissed off. But it wasn't. You can, I have nothing to complain about, right? So all I can say is end of the year, and – Maybe he writes the ship and, you know, if he does, that's what I'm hoping. How could you not hope that he does? So that means no, no, we're, we're good for him because, I mean, he's, he's what we have. Uh, Ray, what's, what, do you, what are you thinking? So, you know, I was Pellegrini in right up and I remember getting stick off you boys until um, I think it was the Newcastle game. And when you saw the tactics against the Newcastle and we just got... <laughs> Uh, lobbed over the ball, Zabalette was too slow, and every fan said exactly what was going to happen, and he didn't see that. Yeah. And I was just yeah. like, "He's he's got he's done. He's got to be out." It's like we're on this losing streak. He doesn't know how to change it. You know, we're fucked. And then we had the Burnley game, and I was like, "I'm done. I'm out. I'm done." You know, Tottenham. Tottenham was a free pass because we still played bad, even though it was three two in the end. Um, but Marino effect, the new manager, all that kind of jazz. You know, you kind of give him a free pass, pass against Spurs. Um, so I'll, after Spurs, I was like, we've got to get rid of him. We've got to get someone else in. We've got to get Eddie Howe from, as the person I wanted in. Now, he saved his job, basically, with that one game. So he's got a lot to thank Martins and the rest of the team. Uh, he's made the changes. He's done the tactics. The subs were better. But it's got to continue, you know. He can't take a step back. How much? How, how many? How many more games do you give him? Like the next two? Well, it, you know, what, what do you got, need for the next two games? Let's put it that way. Uh, we got yeah. one Arsenal. But who are we playing against the next two games? We're at Wolves and Arsenal. Wolves, Arsenal, Southampton. You know, I'd probably give him until the Palace game, and if it's if he's dropped, you know, I'd yeah, I'd give him past on Leicester because Leicester's. Playing out of their skin. Oh, they're incredible, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they're if if he's not sorted himself out and the team and the tactics and got everything right by the time the lesser games, then we just got to cut ties. Get in the man we want. It's got to be someone that's good, like Eddie Howe. You know, there's no point getting in and one shit. Um, pardon my French. Um, yeah. Otherwise, well, we we the, other, the other complication. Actually, you know what? Let's. Uh, I'm sorry. Let, let Liam. Yeah, go ahead. Tell tell us what you think. No, um, I mean, I, you guys know I've still been Pellegrini in, and I, I think everybody in everybody across the board is kind of questioned on it. Um, you know, I think he did great with the game. I think that he had to finally learn what I'm guessing Frank Lampard learned on Saturday is that you have to adjust your task tactics. You cannot rely on your name. The biggest 
criticism that people have had of Frank Lampard this season is that he does not adapt his tactics to the teams that he's playing. He learned that lesson. I think Pellegrini has learned that lesson over the last several weeks that teams are not going to just bow down because he's Manuel Pellegrini and he did fantastic in Spain and that he's won the league with, with uh, Man City. He's understood the fact that this is West Ham, that the football is changing. It's not the same football that it even was a year ago or two years ago, especially not the four or five years ago when he won the league. So, I think he learned that, and I think that we could see that with the fact that he not trying to still keep Antonio on the wing, not trying to keep Alerso up front. He recognized, look, Antonio's going to battle. I need somebody that's going to battle, put pressure on that back line. So he kept Antonio, right? Put in Obviously, he had to put in Balbuena. He didn't do what I thought he was going to do, which was drop Rice to center back. I think a lot of us were thinking that might have been a possibility as well. Yeah. So, you know, and like I said earlier, he made impactful substitutions. So I think that whatever lesson he needed to learn, he learned it. And I'm sure some of it was the whole rumor mill running, you know, daily mail every freaking day talking about some new coach that is trying to re-up their contract with the club that they're at. You know, oh, you might be interested in West Ham. And let's be honest, fellas, like if I had told you beginning of last season that the Manuel Pellegrini, Sean Deitch, and Eddie Howe were in the running for our club. Who would have picked Deitch or Howe? None of you. We all would have said Pellegrini. So I it's like, look, I get Howe. it. I might have picked Eddie Howe. I'm serious. I'm not joking. Yeah, I would have picked Eddie Howe. I might have picked Eddie Howe. I, I, I wouldn't because, it's like, like I said, defensively he doesn't thrill, and I think defensively is, is where we're struggling right now, right? Like we, we yeah. did fantastic this past game. Martin and goal is great. I think him having a, a, a fantastic showing gives us a number two keeper that is going to be fine with being a number two. So we can have Fabianski for the next two, three seasons, yeah. continue to develop Martin, give him games in, in the FA Cup, Carabao Cup, whatever. Give him minutes, give him confidence, boost him up. So by the time that Fabianski does move on or he's not doing job done, now you've got that backup keeper that, like we said, is already a legend because of the performance on Saturday. So I got to say, I mean, I'm, unless we're sitting deep in relegation zone, I'm giving him to the end of his damn contract. Let him see out this project. Yeah, I, yeah. Go ahead. I have one question for for Charlie. Uh, kind of based on what you were talking about with the with the Chelsea squad collection, I guess everybody can answer as well. Because um, Liam kind of did make that point where he where uh, Lampard doesn't adjust his squad based on who he's playing. Uh, Charlie, do you think that Lampard was picking his squad today to make sure that he was good to go for Wednesday? I think that they played Wednesday. They got a day and a half, two days rest, if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. And he looked at us as dry lunch because we've been playing. Now, I'm just really real. I'm, no, I'm, yeah, I'm not no. going to get up here and bullshit the people. No, no, you're no. Not. Hey, I'm the people's champ. You know what I'm saying? So I got to tell it how I see it. I think he said, hey, listen, this we West Ham, fuck them guys. He so he, he sent Giroud out there and, and, and Pedro. Pedro hasn't started a game for Chelsea the whole fucking year. Yeah. That's how yeah, he didn't, it wasn't scared of us. And listen, Captain America missed some duck shots. Yeah, he missed yeah. some duck shots. So I mean, we did we did play our heart out. Listen, they had no fouls. We had 16. What's that tell me? We beat their ass. We had to beat their ass to win. That's what I like. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But it definitely because they played Wednesday, had a game Saturday. So they had Thursday and Friday to rest. So they didn't put Tammy and Tammy boys right up there with Vardy. He's got, mm -hmm. I think, 10 goals. Vardy's got 13, and he's played 300 less minutes than Vardy. Are you yeah. telling me if he runs out there with Willian to start the game that they, that is, oh, come on now. It could be a whole different ball game. 
And them yeah. guys, they, they were a little bit gassed. But I think Lampard, he switched it to rest his guys. Like, hey, this is West Ham. And you know what? We caught him with the pants down and boom, and we gave it to him, right? <laughs> hey, no, you're right. I, I actually that's think- the truth. When I when I seen Gerard was was going out there to play forward, I immediately drew I had I had to drive over because I can't bet where I'm at. You gotta get your location on the phone. And I put in 300 because it was like nine to one. I'm like, oh, we're winning this game. We're winning this game. <laughs> You're gonna run that bullshit out here. Let's go. Just with that, I actually think and I, I didn't know this myself until Nikki at West Ham Fan TV said it. I reckon Lampard was planned thinking that Roberto was gonna be in goal. Oh, that and as well. Uh, I left that out. Why, you know, yeah. put the big guy out there to get the headers because he knew the goalkeeper's not gonna come out and get it. Right. Where it's a different story, so I think he was actually trying to be tactic and do all that kind of stuff, you know, and maybe help rest some players. But yeah. again, he's got, he's got his pants pulled down, and it would be him learning as a manager to not just take it like that. Um, and Pellegrini that tactic him for once, and that's brilliant, and that's what I want to yeah. see. I think Lampard, you know, you look at it regardless of who was going to start, he kind of was like, you know, pick your poison and who would you like to score more goals against? Because if you look at it, it's like you have Roberto who can't stop water from going through his hands. And then you have uh, uh, David Martin, a guy, 33, never played a single minute in the Premier League. You know, so I mean, uh, Chelsea, you know, kind of devil's advocate, no matter who they have out there, Chelsea is Chelsea. They're going to have some quality players, yeah. you know, because, I mean, Giroud, he just won the he just won the World Cup, you know, regardless of if he played or not, you know, it doesn't really matter. But I'm just saying, um, you know, it's like, okay, Roberto or Martin, when they brought on William and when they brought on Conte, I got nervous. They got better. I mean, they the did. Yeah. built and they had pace, which is the one thing I thought about bringing on Yarmolenko, even though he's very solid on the ball. He's so slow. Yeah. And it did worry me a little bit that we were taking pace off the pitch and bringing Yarmolenko on. And William, to me, I don't think we could have stood. I, if he had been out there for 90 minutes, I don't think we could have withstood the pressure. It would have been different. It would have been a whole different pressure. He bossed us. He bossed us those last 15 minutes. We just soaked it up. We, at that point, we didn't have to try to score, right? Because we were already ahead. Yeah. We could, we could park the bus. Or as Ken said, with us, it's more like a minivan. But we could park the bus. And <laughs> to be honest, we did pretty successfully. And that's fine. And I thought, you know, again, I thought a back four had a great match. But. Listen, I think Charlie's got a point here. Um, I mean, we caught him coming off Champions League. We caught him at a time when they looked at our keepers and thought, well, we could put, you know, <laughs> we could we could get Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank back out here at age 50 or however old he is, and he'd probably get a hat trick. Right. <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's a lot to think about. And, you know, um, as far as Pellegrini goes, I, 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 I think we have to see what happens on Wednesday. If it's more the same on Wednesday than what we saw the last couple of weeks that I've I still think he should go, and unfortunately, I kind of think it will be. I hate to say that, but I hope it's not. I hope it's not. But I, I he's on a very short leash with me. But then again, nobody cares about that because I don't make the decision as whether he still goes. Um, what did you guys think about uh, the, the the starting eleven? Man, when the starting eleven came out on Saturday morning, I'm telling you, people were like jaws dropped. You know. Nope. Uh, it was like the old Allardyce uh, four six zero against Tottenham. If you guys remember, uh, <laughs> you guys remember that game? Was, I think it was at uh, White Hart Lane too, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, I don't remember, but I think Tottenham away. The one we won three 0 where Vel Morrison had the Maradona goal where he slalomed through everybody, you know. Uh, and, and Allardyce didn't put a striker in the match. 
it was just like, well, you know, we'll see what happens. Overload the midfield. And it worked. Yeah. And, the, and I watching on Saturday, I love Antonio. He's a, he's a bull. He's strong. Keeps possession. He's almost impossible to dispossess. He makes smart passes. I, I love him. And he, he, he attacks defenders, which nobody else will do generally. He goes right at him. Uh, I love it. He brings a total el- a different element to our team. What I did notice was he was still playing on the wing. <laughs> he really wasn't like, yeah. except for the the disallowed goal where he did, you know, have the ball bounce off his arm, which I thought was unfortunate because I don't think he was, you know, moving. It bounced off the post and bounced off his arm and went in. Which right, you really can't fault him. Oh, that made me sick. Yeah, you, I mean, there's nothing he could have done about that. And I think under, I think under previous rules, it would have counted because he did yeah. motion to knock it in. You know. Yeah. If you guys remember when it's ball to hand, not hand to ball. Right. If you guys remember 2002 World Cup when the U.S. was playing Germany and, and Tony Santa took a shot that bounced off of Torsten Frings' hand, Torsten Frings is standing there like this in the goal. He's standing on the goal line and the ball bounced off his hand, right? Yeah. But it wasn't called a handball. It wasn't a penalty. It wasn't called a handball because the ball played him. He didn't play the ball. That right. used to be the rule, but apparently it's now – FIFA is now saying, no, if it bounces off of your hand, your arm, your shoulder at all. Yeah, that rule just started this year. Right. Then, yeah. then, that's it. If it so creates goal, an advantage, then yes. Right. So that goal, right. So that goal, I think, was maybe counted last season because it yeah. wasn't, you know, it wasn't making the motion. Anyway, it's like in hockey when you make the kicking motion with your skate, it's not a goal, but if it bounces off your skate, it, it is a goal. But anyway, so he did. He looked like a striker on that on that play. But uh, other than that, I saw. I just noticed like he's out on the wing, and we got nobody in the box. <laughs> you know, we're kind of floating. It's as is always the case. So uh, I mean. What do we do from here? Allaire has looked uninspired, to say the least. And as you said, Liam, when he came on on Saturday, he didn't have to do all that much, right? No. Because all he needed to do was hold up the ball, hold up play, which he does pretty well. Um, I mean, uh, would you put Allaire back out there on Saturday? Would you put – I mean, on uh, Wednesday, would you put him up uh, with Antonio up front? Uh, two up front? Um, what's your What's your strike tactic for Wednesday? Because I'm thinking we're not going to have – Another, you know, four one five zero or whatever that was that we played. <laughs> we played on Saturday. I don't know, uh, Liam. Let's start with you. What, what, what do you got? So, I mean, let's be honest, guys. Pellegrini might have changed up some substitutions. He's not going to change his formation. It's it's still going to yeah. be that, that yeah. you know, the four two three one. So, I I still expect a lone striker up top. Like I said, though, I think it'll probably be Antonio um, for maybe like half. And then they'll 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 maybe swap it out. Like maybe Hilaire comes in 50th minute, maybe 60th minute to kind of to kind of finish out. But I do think he's going to want to go into their bossing the the, um, uh, the Wolves. I mean, especially because Wolves have kind of been like us this season, where it's yeah. like when they're on, they're on, but when they're off, it's fucking bad. Yeah. So I, I I could see I could see us kind of taking advantage of that, especially if we can do the you know punch him in the teeth early on. Uh, with Antonio, I think it's just get him adjusted. Like he really hasn't had to play lone striker for what two seasons. I think it was the last time we really saw him play alone up top. For the most part, he's always been on the wing. Uh, maybe what it is is create a little bit more um, tactical chemistry between him and Anderson, so that if Antonio is drifting out to the left, which seems like that's his uh, preferred preferred direction, Anderson knows to drive into the box. I think that'll that'll help us out a, a little bit. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's. It, I think it's hard to to kind of gauge where where they're really going to go tactically from from here. But I I I personally think that the lineup that we had, even for Nals, I think had a better showing this game. Uh, yeah, he than, was fine. He was yeah. fine. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I was I was not displeased with that. Yeah. Uh, I agree, Lee, with what you were saying. Bringing yeah. Yarmolenko felt like a step backwards because you were thinking, well, he's no pace. And with Willian on, like we needed pace to counteract that. But you did have a tall guy who's strong that could help hold up the ball. And, I mean, end of the day, man, as much as it sucked to have the goal disallowed to the Cockney boys 1-0, I'll take that all damn day. I'll take that all <laughs> Uh, Charlie, what's, uh, what do you, what do you think about our, uh, we should do Wednesday for the attack? I would, I would, I would leave Felipe in the middle, but, but see, he was in the middle a lot, but he also, like Liam said, he would, he would coast out. He was like a floater. He was like a floating tin, if you will. You know, he was all over the place. I didn't think he had his best game though. I know you were defending him. You made some good points, but honestly, no, no, he made a lot. He might, the only thing I didn't like was he made, uh, three or four lazy passes where he yeah. underpassed in the first, and he did it as well. In the 54th minute, where he had an open field, he could have kept driving. Right. I think, but I think, but I think. Listen, I think Pellegrini wanted him to pay, play back, so that's why he shot it to Snotty. But Snotty was like, "Yo, what are you doing?" And and Snotty was wide open, but he, he was so lazy with the pass, it got intercepted. You know. But uh, the then, thing of it was, when he was in the middle, he shot it to Snotty, and then boom, we shot the cross. And remember last week, I said if you don't have pace, you got to whip the ball, bing, bing, bing. To eliminate that. And when he shot it, just then he winged it in. He got the header, didn't go in. And then another time he was in the middle, he kicked it to four nows and four nows without hesitation. It was running on the pass. Cressy was coming. He was coming like a goddamn train. Wham! Flips it to him. Beautiful style. He catches it in stride. Woo! Brings it back. But we can't just leave him in the middle because we don't got no pace on the outside. That's why I think they need to call up Holland. And it's whether we're good or bad, when a man earns his spot, Give it to him. Holland is better than any wing or outside, whatever you want to call it, that we have right now. You know what I'm saying? If we put him on the outside, we could we could really do some stuff with Felipe. But now we got to have Felipe in the middle. He was playing the wing. He was playing left back. This guy was running around like fucking Forrest Gump the other day. You know what I'm saying? He was literally gas tired. No, I'm serious. And people, he was getting back on defense, and his pace in the middle was helping our guys behind them keep shape. And maybe not everybody don't know what I'm talking about, but you you, you want to have your guys lined up. And just yeah. because you don't see the tackle or something doesn't mean the guy ain't playing deep. I think Felipe played his nuts off, other than the lazy, like, little flick passes. If he gets that down, because he's still in my doghouse, I ain't going to lie. I mean, you know, he, made, he made like six or seven bad passes just because he made those two good ones. Yeah, and what, what is the deal? What is the deal? He, he's got a – I'm telling you, he's got one of those dog collars on. He gets to the penalty area and he gets a shock and he stops. He cannot enter the penalty area. He's not. Yeah. Pellegrini must not want him in there because I don't understand. Because he, I mean, clearly there's like a leash, right? And you know, and he just he just stops. There was one point when I thought he could have gone thundering down the wing, which we never ever do. And instead, he stopped. He passed the ball back into the middle of the pitch, and I think it, it, we ended up losing possession. But um, anyway, uh, uh, Ray, I want to move to you. What, what, what's your what's your take on what we should do up front? Uh, to try to you know, try to score again against Wolves. Yeah, he's got to keep the same team, you know, and he's got to keep the freshness there. But would, you not put, would you not have Alaire out there? You do the same thing you did on Saturday? Same, exactly the same thing. You know, you don't change a winning team. There's no point changing it. You know, yeah, he rests the players when they need to come on, uh, come off, sorry, Addison come off when he needed to. Um, you know, and let's be honest, if you, as long as you – with the performance that they put in together, you can't change it. So he's got to keep the same. But he's got to look at his substitutions and play them at the right time to yeah. either impact the game or to nullify the game. That's his 
that's what he's got. It depends on how we're doing. If we're winning one nil, two nil, and he's got to bring on the players to slow down the game and just cut balls out left, right, and center. Um, and then he's got to look at the Arsenal game on the following Monday as well. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, it seems unlikely that you're going to have that same starting 11 go three times in the span of yeah, like, you can't. nine days. Yeah, it seems unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sally, what's your, what's, what, what would you do with us uh, to try to get some, uh, try to keep the attack moving forward? Oh, yeah. No, exactly what Ray said. I mean, you, you can't change that team. You know, I know that we only got one goal on the board, but it, should have been two and and Antonio, Rich, uh, I know. Yeah, Kepa had to save a couple of, a couple of good you know. Good yeah, yeah. yeah, and and Antonio, I don't. He didn't necessarily have his you know vintage hit it up to Rosie, but he did have a a, a shot kind of ricochet off him funny. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, so we did have off, a off his thigh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we we did have a chance to uh to get a couple more in. Um, you know, hopefully against uh, uh, Wolves, you know, we can get that because obviously their players aren't at the same quality as Chelsea. Not that they're a bad team by any means. Um, and then kind of on that same point to, to what Charlie was saying, I think December, kind of as you mentioned it earlier, or Liam, uh, you know, we got a lot of games this month. You know, I think we start, what, Wednesday in December, and then we have all the way to Boxing Day. We have like five or six games this month. Um, well, you know, we so they're, they're – we go one point behind them. I'm crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, it's nuts. Yeah, before this game, we were three points above relegation, six off the top six. It's insane. <laughs> There's six in the league. <laughs> I already put the bet in, boys. I already put the bet in. I, yeah. I think we can get them. I don't think they're as good. Listen, they, they beat uh whatever. They had a good game, was Man City or whatever, and they crowned them like they're the kings. Listen, yeah. they've had draws with, uh, what, Newcastle, and they was down a man. Listen, these guys, are, they're not as great as everybody thinks. And, and, and listen, they draw with Sheffield. Sheffield almost had they had them on the, on the ropes. They yeah. had them on the ropes yesterday. Yeah, this yeah, is no, I mean, the uh, UEFA Cup to consider as well, aren't they? So, you know, oh, yeah, every team that plays in that UEFA Cup do struggle in the Premiership, yeah. uh, even yeah. though they're six in the league. They're not; they don't look like they're struggling. But you right. know, I think between six and probably like uh, third from bottom, it's so close. Yeah, it's it's a crazy yeah, season this year. Everyone, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. but no, I, I think yeah, same team going into Wednesday. Uh, Monday, I'm sure we'll see some changes. Maybe a layer up top, or you know, I, I think. Uh, as Liam said, he's not going to change his tactics, but this would be the perfect game to maybe let Noble sit, bring Elair on, have Elair and Antonio up. And the only reason I say you take uh, Noble out is just because this isn't one of those games that you're like, Noble needs to play. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he needs uh, a rest. He's 100 years old. He needs a rest. My guy's out there busting his ass. Give him a little yeah. rest. Right, yeah. He, he will be the first sub, I reckon. He'll play, he'll start, but he's, he is going to be one of the first subs to come off after six years. He put so much more effort out against Tottenham, Chelsea, Manchester United, Arsenal. I mean, as much as I love Noble, you know he's not as up for Wolves as he is for the top six and the traditional. Yeah. He's just not. He just. And I don't think he can be at his age. I don't yeah. think he can be the leader he necessarily needs to be every match, match in and match out at his age. As you said, Charlie, he needs you know he needs some rest. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I think my headphones are messed up. Are you guys talking shit on Noble? Right now, no, 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 I think I, I think you guys are right though. I do think if you if you are gonna sit noble or what Ray said, if you sub him off early, like you know, maybe right at, at the half, 
I would almost prefer the fighting noble we got on Saturday against yeah. Arsenal. I don't yeah, particularly 100%. think. Yeah, I don't particularly think we need him as bad against Wolves. I'd love to have him, but if it's one or the other, I'd rather not have a poor showing against Arsenal. Absolutely, get him out there for the derbies. Get him out there for the top yeah. six games, and have yeah. that's when he's at his best as a leader and yeah. actually the player too. I think I think that's when he when he plays his best too. Not saying yeah. that well otherwise, but we have to. Use also, sorry, I was just going to say. Noble was probably the only player that wouldn't kick off as well if he did get dropped for the Wolves game because right. he knows that he ain't going to play every single game and he, he will be a leader. So he's probably the only one you'd get get away with dropping. Yeah. yeah. And, I think, uh, yeah. With, the, with the amount of games in December, uh, to kind of finish, I was going to say earlier, we might, there, well, we might, heavy quotations, see uh holland at least in the squad at some point before the year is over you know because not not that he's going to play or anything but you know just to have him in there because like you said we don't really have i'm putting just, the call we don't have he's pace, playing. we just don't have wingers right i'm yeah, gonna call you know? up there and be like, look if you don't get holland in there we're gonna come up there and talk to you you understand what i'm right, saying right. listen <laughs> we can't be putting yarmolenko out on the wing the man is like molasses falling from a tree it's so slow it's terrible come on the guys right. in there whipping it around he's fast get him in I understand yeah. get him in he's got full of confidence he's got that youthful ignorance you know he doesn't know better <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Pellegrini watches the show because you seen he put Anderson in the middle and he stopped stroking his tie. I'm telling you, he watches our show, boy. <laughs> you know what it's called? It's called the triumph of the uncluttered mind. It's a great right. <laughs> it's, yeah. It was great. There was back in 1974 when the Dallas Cowboys had their Thanksgiving Day game. Roger Staubach got injured and a quarterback named Clint Longley came in and he led them to uh, a big uh, comeback win over the Redskins. I mean, they were way, way down. He let his big comeback win of the Redskins. It was his first ever NFL game. I'm not sure he ever played another one. I'm not sure he ever played again. And when I think it was Blaine Nye, one of the Cowboys players, said it was a triumph of the uncluttered mind. Had no idea what he was getting into, right? He just steps yeah. in. A little bit like David Martin. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Just go play your first Premier League match at the age of 33 for your dad's club. Just go do right. it. Yeah. He didn't really – I don't think he, he thought about the pressure. He just went and performed, you know? Yeah. So. Right. I, sure, Nathan Holland, maybe you can do that for us. I think I would love it. I would love I'd I'm love telling it. you, I'm putting my name on the line, boys. My whatever, I'm put I'm this kid is he's the guy. As they say, he's the mustard across the pond. This guy's the mustard, the fucking ketchup, the oregano, <laughs> the pepper. He's all them shits in one. I'm he's telling you, this kid, he listen, he can play. <laughs> he can play. When you earn your spot, whether we're good or bad. It makes no he earned it. What else are you gonna do? And they say, Oh, well, we don't want to call him up because we're too bad. What? That's when you call him up. Right. What do you mean we're gonna scare him? Because how bad we are. What the fuck are you talking about? Call him up, get him running down the wing. I want to sing the Nathan Holland song. Call yeah. him up. Don't make they're gonna make me come down there. I'm telling you. Especially when that pickup starts, they're gonna have no choice sooner or later. Yeah. So no, better better uh, to blood him against wolves, you know what I mean? Right. Instead of throwing him in an FA Cup I match. I'd like to see him on the bench against wolves. I would. Yeah. yeah. In the team against wolves. I a little 10 minutes, a little 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Not starting, you know, 10, or, 15 minutes. Yeah. We have Southampton maybe after Arsenal. That's another great match to get him uh, yeah. you know, get him a run out. Uh all right, we only have a few minutes left. Let's um Let's do uh, let's do predictions. Even though, as we know, it's stupid to do predictions before you know starting eleven or anything else. Uh, but given our form and where we are and what we're doing, uh, let's talk about uh, what y'all think is going to happen on on Wednesday. I hate weekday games, by the way. I hate them. I hate them. I hate being at work, which I'll be at work on Wednesday. Uh, and I hate that we have two coming up, which just 
I don't know. It frustrates me because there's nothing I can do about it. But anyway, uh, so Wednesday afternoon for two nervous hours uh, while I'm sitting in the office pretending to work. Uh, what's going <laughs> to happen? Ray, we'll go around the circle. Ray, what do you think? See, I'm in two minds. I'm in two minds. I I'm literally think it's going to be a tough game. And it's going to be close. I'm edging towards a 2-1 West Ham, but I can see it being a 1-1. Yeah. It's going to be close. But fuck it, 2-1. Come on, Amos. There you go. There you go. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> what do you got? What do you got for us? I I, I got to go 2-0. I'm, I'm going to call Martin for the shutout. Two games in a row. Oh, Puts his confidence little... confidence at an all-time high going in against Arsenal, which I think that one will be a 1-0 to the Cockney boys. But I'm going to call it 2-0 because I think that Antonio absolutely gets his goal and it won't be called back. And then I, I I don't know, man. I'd love to see Snotty put another one in the board. Like I I think that dude just is through the roof in these last couple of weeks. I, I Even when him. we were down, I think he was he was the man that was up for the fight. He's the dog I, in the fight. So hard. He's worked so hard all season long. I tell you, the two players to me who've impressed me the most, even in our in our in our bad stretch, Snodgrass and Ogbonna. I think Ogbonna's yeah. played the best football of his career. Quietly, yeah. right? Quietly. Yeah. He's been yeah. superb. Um, he's been superb. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, Charlie, what's uh, what's your what's your take on? on when- well, like I said, I already bet on them. I already put the bet in, so <laughs> I can't go with a draw, right? You got to win. So I'm gonna say, listen, they struggle against teams that fight, right? Yeah. Uh, teams that put pressure and they give you some elbows and get greasy. Listen, if we go out there and do 16 fouls, good clean fouls, I might say. Of course, I yeah. think we got a shot. Now, no disrespect to their guys, but listen, I think they got all that hype off of one game. They're not no bum squad, but I think their defense, their back line, they played three to the back. Well, at least they did last week because they had a guy uh, suspended, I think. And they was getting crosses in, right? So Sheffield had them on the fucking ropes. You're going to tell me we can't get them on the ropes if we come up with our right boots on? Yeah. Listen, I say, I say 3 nil. And David Martin gets another clean sheet. Clean sheet day, baby. Yeah, baby. Come on. Hey, I believe it. That's what I call him. I named him that before anybody tries to steal my name. I call him clean sheet Dave. (laughs) I got him as King. King David. I Yeah. I mean, uh, better than call. Yeah. (laughs) It's a good name. Uh, What do you think, Sully? What do you think is going to happen? Well... I, first, let me say I do think we'll win. Let me get that out the way. Um, does Wolves don't they have a player on their team that like always scores against us? Not not Jimenez, but isn't it like Treo or somebody yeah, like that? Every- so they got Adama, they got a uh, Hota or whatever. They oh, yeah. got uh, Petroni from Italy. No, they they got some ballers. I just thought you know, kind of. I thought they had one of those guys that just always scores against us. But regardless, I was looking at their their squad. And they didn't make any substitutions on Saturday. They had the whole eleven for the whole ninety really? minutes. So Jeez. that is that is curious to me. That's incredible. Um, That's almost unheard of in a competitive right? match. I mean, yeah. So if if they trot out that same starting eleven, I think that's that's an upper hand to us. Um, yeah, I was I I'll say two. I would say two one, and the only reason I'll say one and and, and kind of not give the clean sheet, Dave is. Jimenez just always seems to he uh, he scares me. I just put it that way. Uh, Jimenez is a baller, and uh, I I respect his game. Um, I think he'll get one, but I do think that will win, definitely. Yeah, you know, uh, Ray a long time ago 
brought up Wolves being in um, Europa League, UEFA Cup, whatever it's called now. You know, the tournament we get eliminated from in August when we get in it. You know that one? The yeah. Carabao? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Carabao Cup? <laughs> yeah, well, that one too. That one too. I forgot about that one. But the 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 year with the UEFA Europa League Cup, whatever it's called now, just changed the branding a couple of years ago. The one that uh, that Kajagugu always knocked us out of when Village was our manager. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one. So Wolves are in that. And, and I say it, it, it's a good point that that takes a lot out of a club. Um, you know, you guys know I follow Saint Etienne, the little French club. Uh, well, not so little, but anyway, they you know had a good little run of form going. Then they went back to Europa League. Lost a couple of matches, got eliminated. They lost today. Uh, they lost on a late goal. I think it was like a 95th minute goal against Rennes. I mean, they they're gassed basically, you know, because that you got to go schlep off to Moldova or someplace to play. You got to go off to some bizarro part of Europe, yeah. and it's exhausting and it's midweek, and, you know. So I think I think that could actually have. Uh, an effect on Wolves. Um, and I know that, you know, it'll, it'll been a week since, since they were in that competition. But even so, I think it works to our advantage. Um, I, can well, I was just going to say, I've just been looking at their fixtures and they played on Sunday. Um, they played on Thursday. So now, now they're going to be playing on Wednesday. They're going to be shattered. So we might yeah. be just ready for the kill here. Yeah. Maybe it's going to be a 3 0. Maybe we're wrong. Yeah. I'll tell you, I can see it. I'm kind of with John here, though. All right, I'll be the turd in the punch bowl as always. Boo! This, I, no, no, no. Oh, I have to do this. I can see this. Uh, I can see us nicking this match. Yes, I can. I can for a lot of reasons. I'm going to call it a draw. I'm going to call it a one-one draw only because um, I, I, I hate the fact that it's coming so fast on the heels of Chelsea. I actually wish we could get like another week to prepare. Although maybe the momentum will carry us through. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think David Martin will be fine. I think he's a fine keeper. I love his story. I don't see him keeping another clean sheet because I think it's going to be hard for him to do the same thing again in four days' time. And um, and I'm not sure I believe in in our performance against Chelsea enough to think that we're going to replicate it. I, I I think I think we get a point, and I think that's all we get. And uh, obviously, help I'm wrong. Uh, is it an ugly one-one, or is it like a back and forth, like edge of your seat one-one? Uh, to me, all weeknight matches are ugly, except the only one I can remember that wasn't ugly was the last match at the Bolin, <laughs> which was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I always think of weeknight games as being dreadful affairs, especially this time of year. It's cold, it's wet, it's nasty. Everybody's tired. You know, um, I, I hate them. I just hate them. So I think it's going to be a, a dull draw with like jammy goals. Um, anyway. So I'll be the I'll be the one who <laughs> brings everybody down. Sorry about that. Everybody else says it's three 0 you know. Uh, but I, think, I, think a, I think we get a point out of it, and I think in part because uh, again, they're going to be wiped out, um, and hopefully we come in with some momentum. And you know, I I just I'm still. I, I'll tell you what I th- one of the another reason I think we're going to draw is because it muddies the waters with Pellegrini more than anything else, right? <laughs> if we go in and win this match 3-0, he's probably keeping his job through the end of the season, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If we go in and lose, especially if we lose by more than one goal, then I think the heat's right back on him. If we get a draw <laughs> away, it's like, eh, what yeah, do we points, be? points are good on the road regardless. Right, exactly. You respect the point, right? So. See, but the 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 West Ham thing, the the most West Ham way thing is we're gonna get battered at Wolves, 
he's going to be right back in the hot seat and then we're going to destroy Arsenal and it's going to be yeah. like oh he's back in like we are a, we are a fickle <laughs> fickle uh, fan base so the other point is that with Arsenal coming up like 4 days after Wolves no. you know we'll be up for that match you know we will we were up for Chelsea we were even up for the last 15 minutes against Tottenham you know even though we were pretty much out of that match by then um, you know, we'll be up. We'll be up for Arsenal. I can see it being what they would say in American sports. I can see it being a trap game where you go in on a weak night. You're just not like fully there. Maybe the players aren't as motivated as they should be. Um, but I think we'll be tired too. I think it's gonna be an ugly one-one draw. Hopefully, I'm wrong. I mean, I, we need points desperately right now. I know we're only you know so far out of sixth or seventh, but I think we're four points out of the, out of the relegation zone at this point. So, any I would take pretty much anything. Uh, but it's hard for me to, you know, I, 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 I'm a pessimist. <laughs> I tend to think the worst is going to happen. Don't throw off the feng shui, man. We got to keep yeah. it going. <laughs> Things like Ray say, you know, they'll be, they'll be, uh, you know, prime for the picking. You know, this is one of those games where Pellegrini has to look at his Andersons, his Antonios, you know, his, whoever he wants to score. I'm like, look, this is a game where you can mess around and get a, get a, a hat trick, you know, uh, get a trouble as they say, you know, uh, because yeah. who's going to stop him? Who's going to slow him down? You know, I mean, there's only a handful of teams that have enough people to slow down Anderson in the first place. Like, go and show us what 40 million pounds looks like. I would put pace out there, too, Sally. I yeah, think. put Matuaku out there, too. I, 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 yeah. I would put speed out there. I wouldn't have Yarmolenko in the starting 11. I, I would, you know, I would I would come at him with speed and with Antonio's total just balls out the way he plays. Because if they're tired and if they're not up for it, we can actually beat them down. Well, I think we yeah. can beat them down physically and with pace and so you know i think that's I, as ray said i think minimal changes to the starting 11 maybe as you maybe you take out noble maybe you put alaire in up top minimal changes to starting 11 because you know yeah, uh, pace and yeah you don't want to ruin that pace and physicality could actually win this for us if they really aren't up for it which i think they might not be because that that uefa cup man it is a poison chalice it really yeah. is so brutal i've i've Obviously, I haven't followed really West Ham through it very far, but I followed San <laughs> for a few seasons, and it's just hard. It's like the Club World Cup. It's like it's a waste of a game. Like, who yeah. cares about that? Like it, all it does is cost money. It's the NIT of uh, yeah. <laughs> the consolation, the consolation uh, tournament. It's the fucking NIT. <laughs> That's what it is. You hit it right on the head. Ray doesn't know what we're talking about, but in college basketball, you have the NCAA tournament, which determines the champion, the national champion. It's a one-off, like the FA Cup. You know, it's the end of the season. And you, you play. Uh, you have to win every game to 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 win the championship. And if you don't make the NCAA tournament, you make what's called the NIT, National Invitational Tournament, which is for everybody else, right? <laughs> so it's like yeah. is, that, is that where you get a badge just for entering? Yeah, it's the participation yeah. award. It's the yeah. particip- <laughs> participation <laughs> fucking tournament. Is what it is. It's basically for everybody who finished between like seven and ten in the table. Let's put it that way. <laughs> exactly like you openly because you have the you have the Champions League, which is your NCAA tournament, and whoever wins it is the champion of Europe. You have the you have the Europa League, which is like eh, you guys like this is the mid table club, you know, consolation round championship, and so you can go off and like. You're gonna have to go to like Romania. You're gonna have to go to Ukraine. <laughs> Some farm yeah. in Germany. Yeah, it's only nice Romanian girls out there. Don't knock it. They're watching right that. now. Hey Ray, you hey, got hey, them. Hey, they're watching right now. They tuned in for Ray. They can't. They can't handle it. 
if you like facial hair on your ladies, then yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, there was a there was a while ago. I think I think actually was Romania, one of those small European countries. West Ham played an away game, and one stand of the stadium or one side was just a stone wall. Like it was really nice to look at, but they had a huge. Uh, they had their scoreboard on there. But it was just you had three quarters of a stadium with seats, and then you had this stone wall. It was pretty cool, but yeah, it's random. I, I love the grounds you get in in the less prominent countries in Europe, football countries, because yeah, you get like the one part of the ground is just a stone wall. Yeah, the, the pitch. See if I can like, find it. The pitch will be like in one corner of the stadium, and there'll be like a track. <laughs> and you know what I mean? There'll be like something for like dog fighting or something around. <laughs> Or, or they'll be, you know, or they'll be, they'll be like a gigantic stand on one side. This side will be like two rows of seats. I mean, and, and if, it's, if it's a club you can't spell or pronounce, that's <laughs> you know. way too many consonants. You're like, there's, there's, there's just no way. But there's like seven K's in the name. Yeah. You know, and it's, yeah, and three of them are backwards. And that's how you know you're in Europa League. So, uh, yeah. So hopefully Wolves have a Europa League hangover. We'll see. Anyway, um, I hey, do just on another point. Yes, I think Arsenal's there for the taking as well. So we can oh, yeah. get oh, yeah. in the next three games. And that will put us that's gotta be putting us in like top six position. Yeah. How crazy is that? I Gabe yeah. Gabe Gabe uh, I don't know if Gabe's still watching, but Gabe made a good point that we highlighted earlier. Uh, you know, Arsenal sacked Emery. If they haven't uh, if they haven't appointed a new manager by the time we play that match, I really, really like us in that game. Yeah. yeah. It's a caretaker manager for now, and it's just keep the keep the boat from sinking, but they're not gonna go yeah. in there with any big big name tactics. They've got you yeah. in there. He was, you know, uh, of course he played for us briefly, but yeah. legendary player for them, I guess. I don't know. Um but yeah, you're right. It's not a Mourinho situation where they're gonna try to impress him. They've just got a caretaker in there. They're an absolute shambles right now. I mean, not compared to us, but by their standards, they're a shambles. I'm with you hundred percent, Ray. I'm with you completely. I think if yeah. we if we can get through Wolves, if we can nick three points at Wolves off of them being tired, I think Arsenal, who are also, if I'm not mistaken, in Europa League, are they not? I think they are. Yep. Um, I, I think that, you know, they're absolutely there for the taking. Absolutely there for the taking. I love that matchup, and I wish it was on a weekend. <laughs> yeah, so we play Arsenal on the Monday, the 9th of December. Then yeah. they've got the UEFA League on the uh, Thursday, the 12th. Now, they're well, they gonna, might not be putting out a full squad either. No, nah, because they're going to want to win that because that's the, their route to Champions League. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that, that is their route to Champions League. They're not getting through anything this year. Um, they have yeah, a three points. I mean, I, I think John's question is is valid. Does it give them extra, extra incentive if they haven't won by the time they play us? I, I mean, on the other hand, you know, Ray, your point is good. Their route to Champions League is they need to win the – yeah, Europa League, which they went the final last season, did they not lose to Chelsea? Wasn't that what happened? I think. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, they need they need to concentrate on that, and I and I I I think Ray, uh, I think Gabe is right, and I think you guys are right. If they haven't, if it's still a caretaker manager, if it's still Jungberg, always struck me as kind of a dork anyway. <laughs> if if you if he's still the caretaker manager in uh, in a week's time, um, I love us in that game. Do I do I do? But uh, which is why I hate the fact that we get this stupid Wolves match stuck in the middle of the week. Um, I just feel as though if we could steamroll into Arsenal, we'd be, have a lot of momentum. But we'll see what happens. I can't <laughs> wait to watch Arsenal fan TV after we beat them. Oh. <laughs> All right, blood. See here, blood. All right, fam, fam. You see here, blood. All right, blood. Oh, we were up for the game, blood, fam, fam, blood. Oh man, 
But I'm going to tell you something right now, though. I think the worst fans in the Premier League are at Chelsea. Did you hear our fans out sing them beginning to end of that match? The only time they sang was after uh, VAR disallowed a goal. Yes, yeah. I know. It was so, so Ray, Ray, I got to ask you since you're over the, on that side of the pond. So I've seen multiple like answers for what rent boys mean i've heard that it means landlords i've heard that it means uh people that are hipsters because they just rent their properties and i've heard that it means male prostitutes it's none prostitutes. of which none of which to me scream homophobic slur but all i'm seeing is all these articles and people coming out of the woodwork that i've heard that song for years now and it's only when we beat them it's been 17 years it's only when we beat them people come out the woodwork saying, homophobic <laughs> slur homophobic slur so as a as a British nationalist here, okay. what the fuck does it mean? Okay, uh, we 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 don't care about any swear words or anything like that. Do we? No, no, we don't care. It means we're paying them to fuck them up the ass. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> we are looking. We are throwing the money at them, and then we're just pinning them up there and just fucking them hard. Wait, <laughs> well, they know they can that blue flag. We're renting their ass. <laughs> <laughs> So it's not homophobic. It's the fact that they're like prostitutes, basically, right? Yeah. yeah. Basically, we're just throwing the money at them, and they're just bending over like a motherfucker. Right, because they're only good because of the money. They wouldn't be any good without the money. But, yeah. but 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 that's the thing. What was last season? They made a, I can't remember what team it was. They made a whole big hullabaloo that we were like we were we were doing the chant where like you should be at home, right? And everybody was like, "Oh, you're calling them sissies and stay-at-home dads, and that's disrespectful." Like, what the. F Fuck. <laughs> jazz hands, jazz hands. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't ever, ever want to get into politics. But some of these people in the UK are so sensitive, so overly sensitive about things. Oh, it's just staggering to me. And I don't want to bring it up, but some of the reactions to what happened at London Bridge. <laughs> it's just I can't believe anybody's upset. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. You know what? That's you know up, what? I don't want to get into that because I don't. We, we don't yeah, I'll open a load of can of will there. <laughs> <laughs> I will start raging. No, but I, pre I appreciate. <laughs> but I appreciate Ray giving some clarification on that because, like yeah. over here, like I, you know, I thought the the chant was funny, but I didn't know the the history or anything behind it. So, like knowing that's what it means, like all right, look, I get no. it, I get it, and it's that that's that same argument is like, why don't you just cheer for your team instead of against the other one? But it's like, come on, man, that's sports one on one. Like it is, it's banter. It is what it is. So to be honest, I I thought Ramp Boys uh, just. An American that doesn't know better. I thought it just was funny because Chelsea have the transfer ban, so there's oh, yeah. just a bunch of academy players, you know, <laughs> renting their starting time from people who are going to come in later. <laughs> See, I knew where to win because my dad's from Canon. So when I would That's go, right. they've been singing this for a long time. There's another version. Instead of rent boys, they say battered. They get battered everywhere they go. So what if we say battered? What is some uh, shelter of victims? Oh, they said battered. Oh, my God. I'm, I, I was beat up in 1998. I'm offended. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. It's a reason to be offended. It's a and you reason know what to be it is? You know what it is? It's, it's, it's a prostitute, like he said, right? But nobody said nothing about gays. Like, they came out and it's like, wait a second. You're the homophobe because you're assuming that all rent boys are gay. Some of them might be uh, rent boys for women. And it yeah. just happened to me. You made it a home of not me, not yeah. us. You inferred it. Yeah, you yeah. Inserted. They inserted. Well, they just want to be. They up. just want to be offended. And you know what? I hey to to the police officer. Listen, hey, that's good. These this. Oh, I can't believe they should have an an a vest. How the fuck do you know a vest is is real or not? Listen, he was. They let him out. They shouldn't have let him out. 
What about the two guys that got they got uh killed because of this bastard? They're worried about this this fucking bastard. Yeah, fuck off. That's not about Brexit. No, no Brexit talk. No Brexit talk. And they did the right thing. And listen, I'm never gonna. The only thing I'll say about ever say about Brexit is the only the only consequence of Brexit I want to happen is a brief devaluation of the pound. So that I could buy a bunch of West Ham stuff cheaper. <laughs> you know, you know, right? This is all I've said. Now I can because I, you know, I don't really care what the ramifications are, except that if if we could get a dip for like a, like a couple of weeks, right around the time I get paid, all right, right the court side with my paycheck. You know what I mean? So I can go, I can go on the uh, the mega store and buy like all the shirts and everything. Then, then it can go back up and be normal again. That's all I want from Brexit. Yeah, but like what Charlie said earlier, West Ham are that savvy. They're only putting prices higher. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I went on there to buy a kid. It said Euro, like 44 on on sale for 55. Wait a minute. The price goes up on Black Friday? What are y'all doing over here? What do you mean? It was 44, but now it's 55. Hold on. That's not a shop. Roberto's in charge of the club shop. That's what it is. That's what it is. And then I got to pay the international fee, boys. I thought I got a good deal once, and then boom. I no looked savings. at my statement. I said, "What the hell is this international fee? I thought the I thought the uh, UK was our cousins. Bullshit." <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe after Brexit they will be right. Yeah, right. Uh, Roberto, the only thing he can't drop is prices. That's <laughs> that's why he's in charge of the the new team store slogan. Yeah, he's got to carry David Martin's bags the rest of the year. The rest of the year, he's got to carry Dave's bags and shine his boots. Like he said on uh, Goodfellas, go get your shine box. <laughs> Roberto, go get your shine box, buddy. What happened to that guy? Though? Yeah, I don't know. That Billy Bats didn't turn out so well. I mean, uh, that was a great line. Go get your shine box. That was a great line. Until Joe Pesci uh, pretty literally wiped the floor with him. <laughs> right. But, uh, David Martin is Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> what, like, what, like Rita Retner funny? What do you mean? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm funny how? I'm a clown. I amuse you. <laughs> All right. I do not have to make the boys lunches for school tomorrow because there is no school tomorrow. However, uh, it's about 20 minutes after 10 here in snowy Boston. It's something like 4 a.m. in England. I don't know what time it is, Ray. Yeah, uh, sorry, Ray. Ray. Ray's up all night as, as, as always. In California, it's always sunny and like five o'clock in the afternoon, and there are beautiful women everywhere and martinis. And you know, that's I know you guys live that way. Hey, man, we uh, love it. That's why. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Believe me. <laughs> I know. Trying to get my niece to go to school in California. She's, she's a junior in high school. Nice. So we can start the, you know, the progression of the family all moving to California. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but I want to uh, go ahead. Sorry. I was say, we always got room on the Fresno irons, man. Come on over. I, w- I want to go to Fresno. I really do. With the way I, I really, really want to go visit you at Fresno. So we'll, uh, we'll make it happen one of these days. Nice. Uh, but anyway, Ray in England, uh, Liam in Fresno, uh, Selly outside coast of Sacramento, right? Yep. Yes, sir. Yep. yep. And uh, Charlie Boy from Brooklyn uh, hanging out in uh, the garden spot of Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <No>. Cleveland. <laughs> I, was I, was fucking... I was trying not to say anything, but I've been to Cleveland. Yet. Oh, my God. All our members, we do love you. But uh, anyway, thank you. Thanks, you guys, for being here. Uh, we've got a show tomorrow. Um, Tim told me we've got one coming up tomorrow. It's either eight or nine o'clock Eastern. I never know this stuff when I'm supposed to, 
I think it's a new show called American Fighters Network and Friends or something like that. It came out of the Wednesday night show we did last week that I wasn't on because I was out drinking with some friends. Uh, anyway, so tomorrow night, and um, we will be back. Um, I'll be back with Wayne and Tim on Wednesday night to uh, do the OG debate. We'll have a match, a fresh match to talk about with Wolves. Hopefully, we'll have won. So, anyway, check out our scarves. Check out Threadless guys. Thanks for being here. And uh, come on, you irons! Come, come on, you irons! And see you later, all you red boys. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>